This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast on this Halloween. A very happy Halloween to everybody. Be safe. Uh, drive. Uh, very carefully watch the little kids and uh, have a very happy and healthy and safe underline safe in this very crazy world Halloween today uh, which uh, looks like it's going to be at least in the northeast a little chilly um, and remember brought to you as always by the good folks at Bet Rivers download the Bet Rivers app the ever improving uh, Bet Rivers app that will give you a faster experience exclusive promotions and one app while traveling and remember get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers squares you can see the square icon in the corner any of those games uh, you can win up to $10,000 in bonus money with just a $10 bet on the same game parlay in any of the uh, games which feature the uh, square icon and all the NFL games do, and a lot of the games do, so check it out, and you could win up to $10,000 and have some fun. All right, trade deadline today as far as the NFL at 4 p.m. Giants traded Leonard Williams yesterday, a very good trade for the Seahawks, okay? Um, Seahawks are having a good season. They're headed to the postseason. Uh, their schedule is fairly favorable. Um, they needed some help on the defensive line. Uh, they got a player that's extremely, extremely valuable, and get him for a two this a two and twenty four and a five and twenty five. You know what? It's a it's a terrific trade for them. Uh, a very small trade for them. Now. Some of the teams that are looking to bolster, some of the teams that have big visions for this year, uh, like the Eagles, who would still like to add some pieces in the secondary if they could, um, like the Cowboys, who say we're not going to be knocking, but we will accept offers. Uh, they still are looking for some things, in, in, including a little more firepower. Um, the Ravens looking for help on the offensive line. So it was Cleveland Browns go down the line. There's a lot of teams shopping lists. And then you have the teams looking to see what they can do with the quarterback position. Uh, most notably the Vikings who are back to four and four. Now they have Jefferson down for another handful of weeks, but they have a lot of weapons anyway. Question is, can somebody pull the trigger? Now that cousins has gone down for the season. Most likely today any quarterback moves are going to come from outside NFL rosters. There's not going to be a lot of guys traded off NFL rosters. I'd be surprised if one was. People have been trying to pry away Jacoby Brissett. It hasn't happened. Okay. People have tried to pry away Case Keenum. hasn't happened. Uh, so the bottom line is um, Vikings have Hall. They also were one week away from being able to activate Nick Mullins, who has proved that he can at least play in this league. Um, so, or they could wind up now. 
I don't think Matt Ryan's bad in the booth. So he seems pretty comfortable there. I don't know if he would make a move now this late in the season. Uh, I'm not sure that he would. Uh, his name gets uh, bandied about, but so do all the other guys like Colt McCoy and everybody else. You know the names. You know Carson Wentz. We can go down the line. We'll see where those guys wind up. The giant quarterback situation is bizarre. All of a sudden now, Daniel Jones is healthy again. He was healthy before the Jet game, which don't even start here. The bottom line was, you know what? What the Giants have been doing with Daniel Jones is suspicious, but don't it's not worth getting into. Even if they were trying to have him save face where he was healthier than we thought, but they wanted to play Taylor. Now Taylor's hurt. How hurt? They haven't even disclosed yet. The Giants will start Daniel Jones this week. He's been cleared for full practice. So he's going to be the starter. But now they need a backup quarterback. They can't have DeVito as the backup quarterback because if Daniel Jones gets his bell wrong or hurts his neck again, which could happen in a second with their offensive line and his propensity for running, you can't have a guy who cannot be allowed to throw the ball down the field as your backup quarterback. It's ridiculous. It's not competitive in this league. What the Giants did on Sunday, and they almost got away with it, was to play a guy who was completely non-competitive at the position. They, they did not believe he could complete a pass to a wide receiver down the field. Down the field, he could complete a pass to a wide receiver anywhere. The only passes he threw were dump-offs. So the thing was embarrassing. It was past embarrassing. You cannot have a guy like that on your roster. And this is not a knock on DeVito. God bless him for making the NFL. It's a great story. He scored a touchdown. The whole thing, hey, he was about to win. And he should have won. Insane breakdown of which that was a, you know, that was about, the Jets had about a 2% chance at best of winning that game at that point. And they won it. Let me get to the Jets for a second here. Because it's a very odd thing what we've watched. They clearly have a very, very solid defense. I wouldn't call it great. Some things about it puzzle you. Number one, they're undisciplined. Some of their penalties, you'd like to, you know, just scream. Number two, they give up plays when they shouldn't. There's no way they should have been run on the way they were run on last week, considering the fact they had a quarterback against them that could not complete a pass. So there's no way you can get beat up the way they got beat up in the running game. Very puzzling. A lot of things about them are puzzling sometimes. But I look at it, and I want to credit them for their red zone defense, which is very good, for their very deep and active pass rush, which is very good. Uh, Their corners and source garden are very good. But when I look back at these games that they've pulled out, they haven't been lucky. They've been insanely lucky. There have been turnovers, but there have been unforced errors, mistakes. What what Buffalo did with the ball in the third and fourth quarter in game one made no sense. What Hurts did with the ball made no sense. What the Giants did last week, especially when we're learning that you had an injured kicker, made no sense. And you know what? 
let's credit them for their miraculous field goal defense, which has been stupendous. And I'm not talking about blocking field goals. I'm talking about field goals that are usually chip shots for very, very accomplished kickers. Elliot, Gano, and they're missing chip shots against the Jets in critical spots. Now you want to say, hey, luck is the residue of design. Okay, fine. You have to put yourself in the position to be lucky. I agree. But they have gotten a colossal amount of breaks in the Eagle game, in the Bills game, in the Giant game. Colossal, colossal mistakes from the other team. Field goals that should have been absolute chip shots that are missed. Throws by accomplished quarterbacks, which made no sense for them even to release them. Some decision-making by the opposing coaches, which was for guys who were accomplished again in their positions, very befuddling. So add that with the fact that the Jets at times can look embarrassing for 59 minutes and then pull the game out, as they did on Sunday. Let's be honest. You watch that game. Wilson has to be better. Hackett has to be better. Defense has to be smarter. You have to be more disciplined. There's a million things to get on that you have to improve for this team. But right now, they have a chance with the Chargers and Raiders up to put together a good record. Or are they just having a moment in time where they're getting very lucky? That is at least on the table, because if you go back and review these things, if I sat back and reviewed these moments with you on film, you would say, wow, what a break that was. Wow, what a break this was. Wow, what a break this was. And that's gone on in the second half of their games for these comebacks, where they've played terribly at times. And last Sunday, the took taking it to the umpteenth degree, because that game, when Thibodeau drops Wilson for his third sack of the game to finally just cement, you know, plant his critics as deep as he needed to plant them, that game is over. It's, I mean, let's, for all intents and purposes, it's over. And they wind up not only having the field goal missed, I would have gone on fourth and one for a variety of reasons. Not even knowing at the time that Gano was hurt. I do know that he's missed kicks in recent weeks after being last year about as golden as any kicker could be. Last year, he not only made 90% of his kicks, he made them from long distances. He was great. He was a weapon. This year, he can't make a kick. And now you hear that he needs surgery. Now, I'm figuring they went through that before last week, but with the Giants lately, I don't know what to think. Because they are incredibly inconsistent. You know, Daniel Jones is back, not back, out for the season, then back, 
not available, then playing, now full ready, was full ready before the game, but they didn't tell the coach. I mean, give me a break with this nonsense. This stuff is such baloney, it's ridiculous. Then tell the coach he was ready before the game. I mean, that, you want to put that out there? They're making Dable look like a fool. He didn't know that his quarterback was cleared before the game. They didn't tell him to after the game. I mean, you want to you want to try and sell that? They're trying to protect Daniels. They wanted to play Taylor, and they wanted they wanted to protect Jones. Is what it, what it really was. Trying to protect the fact that he's their future, at least their immediate future, if not their long term future. But that game unraveled at such a level. And then from there, there is no way you should be able to, with no timeouts, get yourself into chip shot field goal range in 23 seconds by completing two passes down the middle of the field. That is virtually impossible. And getting it spiked and getting your field goal unit on the field, that is virtually impossible. You do the math, it's virtually impossible. But that's what we watched unfold in the last couple of minutes of that regulation. And then we watched a coach not even try to win the game with the ball. I would have rather that a halfback threw a pick six, but at least I tried to make a play than to do what he did with the ball in overtime, which was basically say, we can't compete. We're going to throw it to you here, then punt it back to you and let you win the game. We can't compete. We're not even going to try to compete. You're telling me there's no one on that roster that can throw an option pass? Nobody? You can't try and end the round? You can't set up some kind of gadget to see maybe, you know, one in ten that you break it? You can't lie down in those games, and he did in overtime. He lied down. And this is a coach who was daring last year. And everything you've seen from Dable that you liked last year, even loved last year. And this does not include the defensive coordinator because I think he's still doing the things he did last year. He had a rough beginning to his season. And he's had to really deal with some issues in the secondary, which they have come along well. And he's coached that unit to where it's improving. And he's tried to be aggressive against the teams he should be aggressive against, and he's tried to back off against the teams he should back off against. That's coaching. But everything you saw from Dable that was such a positive last year is now a negative. He's going up to the podium. He's got a short fuse. He's got a short fuse on the sidelines with his players. He's got a short fuse. He's coming to the podium now, and he's giving you complete non-answers. He's dodging the questions. He's giving you just utter nonsense and trying to sell it to you, thinking he can sell it to you and he can't. And he has lost any aggressiveness 
or any swagger that he brought last year to the to the job, he has lost all of that this year. So as big a step forward as he took as a head coach last year, he has taken that biggest step backwards this year to the point where if, I think if you would ask anybody in the media last year or anybody who follows the Giants or any of their smart fans, and they have a lot of smart fans the Giants. They have a lot of longtime fans. They have a lot of guys who seriously watch the games. They have really solid fan base that know what they're talking about and love that team and follow it and follow it religiously. They would have all said, we found our guy. Finally, we found our guy who can lead us. Health, no health considerations because he's not young. I mean, he's in his middle age and he's overweight. But the bottom line, health aside, he's going to lead us for a decade. And now, I think every one of them would say, we're back to square one. Let's see. Let's see what next year brings. He gets next year. No one's saying he doesn't get next year. This year's a wash. Maybe they trade somebody else off today. They're not trading Barkley anywhere. Maybe somebody gets traded today. Okay. And maybe they pick up another, another pick. Probably not, but if they do, so be it. Maybe they win, you know, three or four games the rest of the way. Maybe they win less. Who knows? Maybe they play spoiler in that division. Who knows? It doesn't really matter. The season's over. No one's saying he goes anywhere. But next year's a very critical year for him now. A very, very critical year. And you would not have said that last year. You would have said, hey, this guy has proven he belongs. I thought last year he did the best job in the whole league. I thought that's how well they were prepared. That's how well they commanded their sideline. And that's how well they commanded their games last year. And all that, all that has been lost. He's lost his way in year two. It can happen. It usually happens the other way. Like Parcells lost his way in year one and then found his way in year two and went on to greatness. This guy found his way in year one and then just did a complete reversal in year two when things got tough. So their season's over in the Jets season. Hey, it's got a lot of bounce to it right now. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is coming back or this is just a big show. I have no idea. Who knows about that? I know nothing about the medical treatment he reserved, you know, he, he uh, received. I don't know where he is physically. Who knows, okay? That's a circus act in its own right. If they tell me he can play later in the season, I'll say, good, let's watch. I have no idea where that goes, but... They have to be much better before this gets taken real seriously. Although the one thing I'd say about them is they don't bend when they get, when their defense gets its back up near the goal line, it plays. 
It plays. It's just got to stop making stupid penalties. And I mean stupid, undisciplined penalties. That absolutely killed them. But the defense is solid. Puzzling at times, like, like I said, Barkley never should have been able to run for as many yards as he did. You knew it was coming, and they still ran for it. Against that defense, that shouldn't happen. And they even gave up a touchdown on a play where, you know, one of the guys on the line just didn't do his job. So we have the trade deadline today at four. I don't think there's going to be a massive amount of blockbuster trades. If you think Devontae Adams is going to be traded, he's not, despite him slamming his helmet and him, you know, looking sideways at Garoppolo, who's been terrible, uh, or him dropping balls, you know, where he could have run forever and he drops the ball. Was the ball a little behind him? Yes. Should he have caught it? Absolutely. He secured it. Then he threw it up in the air. I mean, those are plays he never makes. But you know what? He's frustrated right now. He really is. Jacobs is frustrated. Uh, Devontae Adams is frustrated to the point where he just can't wait to get out of town. There are a lot of star guys, running backs, wide receivers, who are dying to get out of their current situations but they're probably not going anywhere because these teams do not want to trade their draft picks. And a lot of them don't have the ability to add a lot of payroll. Like you see, I don't add that much payroll. They're only paying the, they're only paying the veteran minimum. The giants are paying most of the freight there. That's a great trade for Seattle. You might see a, a chase young traded. There's a lot of rumors about him. You, I doubt Minnesota is going to trade Hunter when they're as competitive as they are right now, despite the Cousins. You know, they've lost Jefferson and Cousins in the last couple of weeks. Those are major blows. Jefferson for another three or four weeks, Cousins for the season. Those are major, major blows. The Vikings were starting to play a lot better. I picked him as an under this year. If Cousins hadn't gone down, I might have been. It was going to go right down to the wire now. It was nine and a half. It was going to go right to the wire because I got off to such a bad start which made sense because they were so good last year, 11-0 and in one-score one games. So you knew they were going to return to the mean. So, Plus, I thought they lost a lot of players. But their offense, they have a lot of weapons. And Cousins, you know, I know his problems in big games, but he, you know, he's productive as a quarterback. He moves his team all the time. I mean, you know, he's good for almost, you know, 250-plus yards every single week he plays. That happens all the time. So he will be sorely missed. And you might see a couple of these veteran guys that you know who have luggage will travel, the Carson Wentz's, Colt McCoy's of the world, maybe even Matty Ice, but I doubt it. Tannehill, I doubt it because of the ankle injury. He's not going to play anymore, you know. It looks like Will Levis is going to play there. After what happened last week, it looks like Will Levis is going to play. Jacoby Brissett doesn't look like they're going to get him pried away. A lot of teams want him. Andy Dalton, I doubt they're going to trade him. Case Keenum, I doubt he comes free. Remember, the Vikings have Nick Mullins waiting. Next week, he can be activated. He can play. And he can back up. They'll probably start Hall, Jaron Hall, at quarterback, the former BYU quarterback, this week for the Vikings. I would think he'd be the guy. And the Giants, now that they have 
Daniel Jones back, have got to get a backup quarterback. Tyrod Taylor won't be there. I don't know if he's going to play this year again or not. They have been very cryptic. They've been very, very secretive, cryptic about his uh, rib injury. Does he have broken ribs? Did he suffer suffer a punctured lung? Does he have issues there? I mean, did something happen? He seems to be in a lot of pain. Uh, He spent the night in the hospital, which tells you again that there was at least some worry about some something about his status. I doubt you're going to see him anytime soon, so they need to get a backup quarterback in here. That'll be a journeyman, too. I mean, that's what, that's what it'll be. It'll be a journeyman quarterback. That's all. Just a backup Jones, but a guy who, if he goes in the game, can try to throw the ball down the field. You cannot play the other way. And the fact that the Giants tried to is just embarrassing. All right, emails when we come back. You're listening to the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Mike Francesa Podcast on this Halloween. Again, very happy and underline safe in these crazy times in this crazy world. Hey, just keep the kids safe and enjoy the holiday. You know, it's never my favorite, but, you know, you know, as you get older, you, you know, your job changes. Like my job's to, you know, hand out the candy. And the kids come, the little kids come before dark and then right to dark and it's busy from like three to six and then it's not busy anymore it's not busy late at night like it used to be people don't go to people's houses anymore late at night it's changed a lot you know it also depends how how your neighborhood is how you know the houses are how set up and how the streets are set up and everything else so i i think it changes community to community but you know what it's for the kids and be safe uh and if you're driving remember they're going to be strolling around right around dark so you know keep your eyes open all right Mike Francis, a podcast at gmail.com is where you send them. Doug, what's the point of bringing Daniel Jones back this season? Well, they don't have anybody else. <laughs> if he's healthy, they need to bring him back. They don't have Tyrod Taylor. They don't have a quarterback on the roster. They have games to play. They have a lot of games to play. The season's only half over. They have a long way to go. They have no choice. So if he's healthy and he can play, they got to go back to their quarterback. They have no choice. Paul, uh, it seems like Dable's forgotten everything he did right last year. Well, we've been down this road a lot. So this has been on the tip of a lot of Giant fans' tongues. Uh, You're right. Everything that made him look like he was going to be a standout long-term coach now takes him back to a year three will be very, very important for the Giants and for him. Mike. Was MLB always such a regional sport or has it gotten less popular with the growth of the NFL? Um, no. NFL has, Major League Baseball, in essence, has always been a regional sport. It's big in certain parts of the country. It doesn't sell in per, certain parts of the country. The NFL sells in every nook and cranny of the nation, plus there are fans of every team in every locale, okay? You can find a good number of fans for any of the teams, especially the national teams like the Packers and, of course, the Cowboys and the Steelers, and uh, you can put the Miami Dolphins in there. And, you know, the teams that the Patriots became one, the national teams, okay, they have fans all over the country. 
now the Chiefs do because they've been prolific the last five to seven years. Um, that's how the NFL works. Major League Baseball doesn't work that way. It is a regional game, and then it's a national game in the postseason. Uh, but you cannot compare it in terms of popularity to the NFL. It doesn't have that kind of popularity. And does it do a good job of marketing its stars? No, it does not. The league that does the best job of marketing its stars is the NBA, without any question, especially utilizing social media. The, if you go to the kids who are 14, 15, whether they're NBA fans or not, they know the names of the players who are big stars in the NBA. They know them because of the sneakers. They know them because of social media. They know them because of how they have been adapted into the culture. Uh, so, you know, they know LeBron and they know, you know, Curry and they know Shaq and they know all the stars and they go down the line, okay? And they do a very good job of that. Baseball doesn't. Baseball doesn't. And also, a lot of its stars are now Spanish-speaking. And a lot of them don't even know the language. Where when you are going to have a star and sell them through an interpreter, it doesn't work. It does not work. Um, Chris, the Jets have won games and come back in games, but can they go anywhere with Zach Wilson? You know, to say Zach hasn't shown a modicum of improvement would be unfair. He has made a handful of plays, and some of them at opportune moments, so you have to give him credit for that. But his down-to-down play, his third-down conversion rate, his running of the offense, his pocket awareness, all the things that he must do to be a better quarterback still needs a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work. I mean, he was horrific at times last Sunday. And then he executed in the final 23 seconds very, very well. Thomas, how did the Broncos beat the Chiefs? Well, they hadn't beat him in forever. They hadn't beaten him in eight years. Sooner or later, you know, there is a thing, there is an adage in the NFL called on any given Sunday. Plus, Mahomes was under the weather. And again, what you saw crop up is what has been a feature or a underlying theme for the Chiefs all year. You saw Mahomes trying to make a comeback hit Sky Moore in the back of the end zone with a perfect pass, and he dropped it. That cannot continue. He has got to find and locate at least one, preferably two wide receivers he can trust. I've told you time and again who I think one of them is. It's not Sky Moore. It's not Tony. They're both not dependable. They both drop too many balls and do too many dumb things. I thought Sky Moore was going to be a weapon this year. He's got the speed. He has dropped way, way too many balls. And you could tell Mahomes was just disgusted with that drop, which ended any chance of them having, uh, making a comeback in that game. And he has got to locate a dependable, far more dependable guy 
at wide receiver to complement what he gets from the tight end connection, which we know is all world. Again, safe uh, holiday. We'll see you in a couple of days. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.